0: Welcome to The Lazy Geeks Season 2. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and
1: Nomad. I fuck all this shit. Intro to fucks
0: Alright, welcome everybody to the latest installment of the epic series, The Lazy Geeks. Yeah. <laughs> like that intro?
1: Made it sound sexy.
0: I know it did, didn't it? A little over the top, but still. How? Oh, it's over the top. <laughs> I mean, really, define over the top.
1: <laughs> it depends on who who's talking, really.
0: <laughs> oh man, so uh, so, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the hell I'm doing right now.
1: Hey, remember when we were talking about uh that fucking trading card. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had this idea. I had this idea. <laughs> Sapien had this idea. Uh have why don't they make trading cards with hot chicks on it? Like it sounds like silly at first, but if you really think about it, like you could have stats on it. Like a Megan Fox card, right? They have like a picture of her looking real, re- real sexy. and Then they have her measurements on the back, recent achievements, or biggest achievements, or whatever. <laughs> biggest achievements, yeah. They could have yeah. to, like, <laughs> foil cards. You know what I mean? Like it'd be collector's event, dude. I would have, I would have a binder like old school baseball collection. Like <laughs> my hot chick collection. And you know what? If you pulled that out to show somebody, they would look at it. They, they would talk shit. Be, oh, this is cool. Yeah, that's true. I'm telling you. <laughs> Be in the market that right now. Well,
0: you know, I mean, to be honest, you know, I, 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 I would agree. I mean, because think of all the other trading cards we have. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, baseball cards. I think one time they tried to do football cards or whatever. Magic: <laughs> The oh. Gathering. I mean, come on. Hey. hey. What?
1: Magic: The Gathering is shit. <laughs> whatever. Whatever to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to play that at work when I was supposed to be work. <laughs>
0: I mean, I look at that. I'm like, I, I never could understand those things, you know. Sorcerer rabbit takes you, um, you know, wizardly elf squirrel thing.
1: Well, you don't understand it because whatever you're talking about sounds like a mashup of bullshit. <laughs> 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 Certainly, rabbit, huh? You spoken. <laughs> <On> a- PCP. <laughs>
0: Uh, with this file under that, uh, new nickname you have for me?
1: Yeah, fucking steady bitch. Why did I call you that earlier? Uh. Just talking shit. Yeah,
0: it's usually <laughs> through emails. Uh, one of the big things that we have, cause, uh, Sapien usually is in and out of, uh, text messaging. So, yeah. uh, and he doesn't like messengers all that much. No, and, no. uh, yeah. And, uh, so sometimes we go ahead and, uh, uh, talk through, uh, email
1: old school we keep it we keep it old school you know you guys do that when you're in high school <laughs> talking through emails
0: we were originally gonna use like you know actual like snail mail but you know that just took a little too, like, too much time
1: i don't know why we don't use a messaging service like a ms or something but
0: Pe- messenger pigeon <laughs> yeah
1: go harry potter on them use the owl
0: yeah,
1: why not you know Might as well. It could work. But anyway, you said something. You were talking some shit, and I just called you a steady bitch. And you know what? That's the new nickname. Steady bitch. Anytime Nomad is acting like a steady bitch, I'm going to call him a steady bitch. Because bitch is one thing. Steady bitch means you have a consistent history of being a bitch. Steady bitch. Uh, Steady bitch.
0: I mean, I, I have no problem with it. Like in the email last night, you're like, well, you know what? Ch- you're just a, you're just a little more of a bitch. Not so, not just so much to your notice. And
1: well, <laughs> no man has like a dark, a, a dark humor, which is cool when you're looking at him. <laughs> when, when he puts it in a damn email, he just sounds like an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, man. like someone's about to come and be asking whoop your fucking ass. Play around.
0: Oh man. <laughs>
1: Let's uh, move on. Quit in a steady
0: bitch. All right. Let's go into... Why is this news, dude? Why is this news? All right. Well, as many of you know, about two weeks ago, we reported that uh, Sony PlayStation 3 security system was hacked by the hacker conglomerate Fail Overflow. Last week, it appeared the hackers had gotten into the game call of duty modern warfare 2 well this week infinity ward has just finished a security meeting that entails the hacks displayed on the ps3 versions of the games for both hacked and non-hacked consoles here's what 402 had to say on the infinity ward forum i just left a security meeting with the coders here at infinity ward where we discussed a lot of solutions i feel good about the meeting but of course i can't go into detail on possible solutions as we discuss so we um as we don't give out any information that could potentially hinder the security uh, any further. Once I have more information, I will post it here. The key factor I want you to know is that while any updates take time, we are looking to make the process as quick as possible, and nothing is left unattended. Our main focus right now is, one, preventing hackers from affecting legitimate players, and two, addressing users who have already been affected. Why is this news? Because it gives information that companies behind the game is actively working to resolve the solution um, the situation. The solution. Uh yeah. <laughs> while many companies could would normally stay quiet on the matter, it appears that Infinity Ward wants to calm the nerves of the online players, note that they are uh, and note that they are trying to fix the security threats um to their bread and butter games. So Sapien.
1: You know what? Speaking of steady bitch, <laughs> cheating. Uh, I don't even play multiplayer right now, like, <laughs> on Call of Duty, and I had just started really getting into it, and this shit came out, and I'm like, I don't want to play. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, like whatever. I don't know. They'll they'll clean it up.
0: No, I know they will, and and I know this is a, it's a blow. And I even in the uh, even in the uh, action in the forum, they said that people should also be informing informing Sony of this issue and not just infinity. Exactly.
1: Cause it's Sony's problem, really.
0: Yeah. Cause it is theirs. And, Cause
1: you don't hear anybody playing Call of Duty on the Xbox complaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, no. So for the first,
1: for, for once. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, you know, so if, if you go to the infinity ward forum and, uh, they actually have a link on there to notify Sony about any, you know, suspicious <laughs> characters on
1: there. That's so kind of funny. You know, Sony's yeah. like, assholes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> be a rat. Rat yeah. out that bitch. That's all I'm saying.
1: Steady, bitch. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Talk about coming on the left field. Uh, now, I don't know how to say these people's names because I forgot because it was so long ago. Wachowskis. Um, yeah. Say it again. <laughs> Wachowskis. Wachowskis. There you go. There you go. The Wachowski brothers are working on A Matrix 4 and 5. Oh, Jesus. While at the London International School of Performing Arts, Keanu Reeves revealed... The brothers have completed, completed script treatments for two more Matrix installments. The new movies are, of course, planned to be in 3D, and the brothers have met with James Cameron to talk about getting it all to work. For some reason, this is really weird to me. I never thought I would add, I never thought they would add more to the Matrix. (laughs) When it has you, what did I put? This was funny in my head. When the <laughs> Matrix has you, it has you, I guess. It's not as funny when I read it. Um, the reason why is this news because when I read this, now there was not that much information. That's why it's just short. Um, and I'm just lazy. Yeah, you know, there's probably, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I had to actually look up when the last Matrix movie came out because I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> like, what's it that in the 20th century? Like, when did the last one come out? And of course, it wasn't that far ago, but still
0: the prequels of the Star around the time of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah,
1: Yeah. which was a while ago. It's long enough ago for me to forget about the fucking movie to be the Matrix has turned into a movie where, hey, remember the Matrix? Yeah, was pretty. That was pretty sick. Like, it's not one of those. Did you see the Matrix yet?
0: Well, even though, I mean, when people usually refer to the Matrix, they're usually referring to the first film. And, yeah, uh, I, I'm
1: never referring to the second or
0: third. Yeah, because the second and third just made me angry. It made me want to find them and literally cause harm because
1: that was just <laughs> – I they mean, were... they were right. I kind of like the third – the third one I kind of dug only because they wrapped up and they were real philosophical on the third one, like with the architect, all that bullshit. Yeah. The second one was kind of felt like a filler to me just to link the first and the third and that f- like,
0: f- and f- that fifteen minute long like rave scene in the second one. <laughs> I felt like it was an Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um. Abercrombie and Fitch gets down harder than that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hate walking by Abercrombie and Fitch because people just look at me funny. Like, you, don't, you don't belong here. Like fuck you! I ain't trying to go to your pompous piece of shit store. You eyed motherfucker! Lucky I'll slap you in the teeth, bitch
0: little uh bent up hostility there
1: let's move on to <laughs>
0: no because i walked in there once to get a uh gift card for somebody because one of yeah my... i'm
1: sure mother... you must no. buying your
0: clothes at that spot you've seen my body i don't have the body for so Abercrombie. Said, and oh, well,
1: wait a minute wait let's rewind let's rewind the tape don't say you've seen my body <laughs> that's not right yeah, you have, but it is true. You wouldn't <laughs> fit in anything. It Because I,
0: I, I, everybody has an Asian friend, and this guy, <laughs> this, this, this guy, it's not racist. It's not racist in any way. I don't have an Asian friend. <laughs> well, you just haven't tried hard enough. I guess I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you know, he's what, like, just a, a year or two away from his 30s, and he fits into an extra small. So, you know
1: But that's they know Kung Fu though.
0: Yeah, well that's true. He can <laughs> kick my ass. If if he ever listens to this, he will come over here and ninja my ass. <laughs>
1: that's that's your friend that does the um the voiceovers, right? Yeah. And nice, uh badass stuff, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And uh you know, and I went in there to get a gift card and they all kinda gave me this look of like
1: <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, calm the fuck down. <laughs> that's when you go in there rocking your Walmart special <laughs> hoodie and go, with you buy your not you this? Got my t-shirt
0: that says Wolverine on it, and you know, <laughs> everybody's looking at me like...
1: Uh. Your fucking <laughs> acid-washed jeans. <laughs> <laughs> and bright green Nikes with the fucking tongue hanging out like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Untied, because that's just how we roll. Your chain <laughs> and your turtleneck sweater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cause she let my let me wear my chain and my turtleneck sweater. <laughs> uh, on that note, I think it's time for the rundown. So, uh this is my win of the week. My win of the week, while the future Verizon iPhone users won't be able to use that talk and text, uh, talk and surf option. Oh man. They will be able to download without having to watch how much content they're downloading. Verizon announced this week that they will be keeping their unlimited data plan currently priced at $30 a month. Uh, this comes in light of the potential change that Verizon will possibly make a data plan change. They may eventually move to the tiered plan like AT&T. But Verizon doesn't want to shoot themselves in the foot at launch. Basically, if you want a new iPhone and the unlimited data plan, get it while it's available. Waiting till later may cost you. It's important to note that many old AT&T customers that signed up for the unlimited plan before the switch still have that unlimited plan. So you can bet that um, that Verizon will do the same for its customers.
1: Say, oh, real quick, I this reminds me of something I heard on G4. For all you all you people out there, if you. Don't have the unlimited plan and you're with AT&T. You can now call them, call customer service and say that you're thinking of switching to Verizon, and they will give you the unlimited fl- plan that they previously had. Of course they will. Yeah, that was on G4, um, and of course AT&T's official statement is. We handle every customer individually. Yeah. So get your individual ass to call AT&T <laughs> and you'll get that unlimited plan. Now, I'm not trying I, – I personally think you should switch to Verizon. I think AT&T stupid. But if you want to stay with AT&T, maybe you've had them for forever. You can go back to the unlimited plan now because Verizon – you nope. just have to say, I'm going to go to Verizon.
0: Now, keep in mind, when they say an individual basis, they kind of look back at your history and determine whether you're a punk bitch or not.
1: Yeah, or, <laughs> if you're a or punk you're... bitch who never pays his fucking phone note. We <laughs> turned your phone off five times this last year. We don't want your, your ass. Your go phone, to Verizon. <laughs> your phone is on every other day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, if you were, like, sapien, they drop your ass. Hey, hey. <laughs>
1: That's why I got that prepaid, baby. (laughs) I don't like. I actually uh, last time I had a cell phone with a contract, I was fine. I had it for three years and I never, I never missed a payment because it was a freaking contract. I'm a stupid, (laughs) you know. But that's what I didn't like. Prepaid, I'd be like, eh. Maybe I just don't want people to call me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever. He doesn't like me calling him. I'm gonna take a month off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's your win of the week? Duke Nukem
0: Forever!
1: Release date finally here. Wow. Yeah, that's right. After an excessively long wait, <laughs> about a decade and a half, fans of the Duke Nukem series finally have something to hope for. The new game from Gearbox Software and executive, an executive producer of Duke Nukem Forever, Randy Pitchford. The news came. I'm sorry. I missed three words in that sentence. <laughs> the news came from Gearbox Software and executive producer of Duke Nukem Forever Randy Pitchford. This is a win for me not because I want to play the game or anything, but because the title fits so well because it took forever for this damn game to be released. I've been talking about this game <sighs> since I was in like a freshman in high school, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just a ridiculously long time. Yeah. It's finally coming out this year. I personally think it's not. It's it's so overhyped at this point that I, I don't think it's even going to be worth it. I, I, think, think, the, I think the game's going to suck. It's, be it's been
0: so long. I doubt anybody's even going to
1: remember what the fuck that game was. And that game was badass.
0: Dude. Oh, it was back in the day. I remember playing it on my uh, PS1, baby.
1: I remember playing it on my fucking Windows 95 computer. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, jeez. Love it. <laughs> the one-liners were just... I oh, mean, the yeah. one-liners are inspired from friggin' uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all, all out of out gum. Of yeah. <laughs> and he did, too. He did yeah. just that. He kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> Moving uh, on. What, well, is your, what is your... Who's Who's first? I'm first. Uh... Now, why don't you be first? You know what? You can be first. No, we're not slaves to the show notes. (laughs) Okay. All right. I want you to be first. All right.
0: Well, my fail of the week goes to President Barack Obama for reportedly nominating Donald B. Varelli Jr. to be the Solicitor General of the United States. The position is the government's lead advocate in cases that are heard before the U.S. Supreme Court. This is the same guy that argued for the entertainment industry's position in the U.S., Supreme Court landmark Grokster case, which determined that P2P file sharing companies could be sued for contributory infringement. Meaning, since they made the peer to peer file sharing system, they are responsible for all their applications, including the bad ones. It's like, it's like, I wouldn't have gotten into a car accident if you didn't make the car. He also <laughs> represented that the recording, he also represented the recording industry in the first case against the individual file sharer Jamie Thomas, who was convicted of sharing songs on Kazaa. He also led the team that represented Viacom in its one billion dollar lawsuit against YouTube for copyright infringement. Here's another example of how big business has garnered big rewards in Washington. Can we see more copyright cases, uh, making it to the Supreme Court? We'll just have to wait and see.
1: Wow. Yeah. Just, uh, David's suing left and right for everything. I know. It's, <laughs> it's kind of getting you silly. You thought about
0: About doing a video that would require our material. So we're suing you for that.
1: That's right. Yeah. You can't think about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm telling you, this is going to be a day where they're going to be able to read your thoughts and you're going to get charged 50 cents every time you think about certain things.
0: Minority report. (laughs) (laughs) What's your, your what's your fail of the week?
1: So, uh, Captain America got a name change a little bit. Uh, overseas anyway um the logically titled captain america the first avenger won't have captain america in its title when it's released to certain international markets citing marvel studios insider the los angeles times reports the movie will be titled simply the first avenger in russia korea south korea and ukraine there's there's the new axis of evil guys (laughs) (laughs) this here's a quote from Someone, It's probably in there somewhere. These these involve, <laughs> those involved in the decision are being careful to frame the movie as a matter of brand management and consumer awareness and not as a decision titled by culture or political wins, according to the paper. In private, Marvel Insiders said the that early on in the project's planning there was talk that the title might need to be changed in numerous international markets, but that there was a pleasant surprise. The brand recognition of the comic book superhero was so strong that it overrode those considerations in many places. That was not the case in Russia, South <laughs> Korea, and the Ukraine, being that they're all afraid of Captain America. That's not part of the quote. I just want to throw that in there. Um <laughs> director Joe Johnson that's a cool name, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Director Joe Johnson told The Times that Steve Rogers, Captain America's alter ego, wants to serve his country, but he's not the, this sort of jingoistic American flag waver. It's an international cast and an international story. It's about what makes America great and what makes the rest of the world great, too. Yeah, sure it is. I think <laughs> this is silly. I think this is silly but required. Previous and recent actions taken by certain leaders of America have caused many parts of the world to have a bit of disdain towards the U.S. Clinton needs to bust out that saxophone, dude! <laughs> Calm everybody down. Now, you know what? It's. <laughs> I think it's stupid because, okay, we're going to change the title of the movie. Although Captain America is probably said in the movie five billion times. Um, and also... He's wearing an American flag, (laughs) you know. I mean, his entire outfit. It's just I don't know. It's stupid, but I mean, if Russia, South America, and the Ukraine out of nowhere um, (laughs) is is upset, (laughs) then whatever. I I I
0: I think it's just I I think it's personal politics playing into um, something that is world renowned. Captain America for most people are images of the character, not the country. We
1: fought the Nazis. Yeah. I mean, everyone loved America in World yeah. War II.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a it's a historical fact that the U.S. was one of the countries that fought against the Nazis.
1: And it's a historical fact that we were the greatest country that fought against the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Us and the English.
0: Yeah, we are the yeah. only ones that had the balls to really stand up against them. And once everybody else got into the picture, then suddenly it was like, oh, okay, we're, we're on your side. But the thing is, is that, you know, I personally don't think they should change the name because captain america it's a comic book title and i think them changing it is going to hurt i I think it's going to hurt it more than if they ever put captain america on there because i'm sure most people um especially in in those areas know the comic book
1: yeah well that's what they're saying (laughs) that those three areas brand recognition wasn't an issue like they didn't know who captain i'm sorry especially russia i'm sure you know who captain america is yeah because it's been
0: how long has it been since the wall came down yeah, I think you yeah. know who Captain America is. <laughs> What? <laughs> Without the Internet? Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah.
1: Now China now what about China? We don't have to change it in China? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like I, I mean, I'm happy that we don't have to change it in China, but I was really surprised not to see China on the uh well on have to change the name list. Well with with all the debt we have, you know, China owns it really. <laughs> China owns Captain America.
0: <laughs> yeah. Captain America, your bitch. That's how it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be in China.
1: Captain America. Yeah, you're a bitch. That fits. Yeah, (laughs) does. All
0: right. Well, I think it's time to introduce that new segment, the Comic Rundown. Yes, Yes, geeks. This is a new segment we've introduced called the Comic Rundown. This is where we're going to give five top comic book related news uh, um, of the week. So let's get into it. Number five, Marvel's recent X-Men relaunch has been literally plagued by vampires. But the publisher's newest teaser image announcing Throne of Blood, Birth of a Vampire, implies that vampirism—apparently that's a (laughs) word—has only just government now? Yeah, seriously, uh, has only just begun. Marvel released a teaser image with the following text: "A game changer in fear itself stands revealed. He will leave the Marvel universe a different place. His story begins here. Thought you knew everything about vampires? Don't be so sure." You'll never look at vampires the same way again, ever again. What does this mean for the Marvel Universe? It's certainly no coincidence that the release date given is April 6, 2011, the same time that the release of Marvel's big event, Fear itself. In case you're not a Marvel zombie, Fear itself is the latest Marvel Universe-involved miniseries that's supposed to shake up some of the some of their mainstay characters like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and a few others. So we'll check it out come April. It's an, uh Number four. Remember the Comic Book Court Authority? You remember mm. them? Mm. Well, DC <laughs> has announced that they are no longer going to use the code in favor of their own in-house rating system.
1: Mm, Marvel, interesting.
0: Yeah, Marvel abandoned the code after X-Factor 116 was denied the code in 2001. Um, who's left using that code, actually? DC Comics and Archie. Well, Archie Comics announced that they will no <laughs> longer use the code either.
1: Well, I remember back in the day... Um, there was this one issue of Spider Man where it was a, like, Spider Man's friends started doing drugs in yeah. Spider Man, and they, the comic code said, no, you can't post that it because it's about drugs. And yeah. Marvel was like, well, fuck you. And they just didn't put they the comic code anyway. on
0: it. Yeah. Well, some of the rumors, um, well, um, Archie is no longer going to use it. Um, use the code either. But Archie's getting some- way Archie. too intense. To yeah. <laughs> <the card> code. <laughs> Last I heard, uh, Jughead was on meth. I mean, so you know. Well, look at that hat. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> some rumors have wondered if the group is still around. The code was founded in 1954 in response to a public outcry, including congressional hearings about violence and sexual content in comics. It was inspired large in part by Frederick Wortham. Book Seduction of the Innocent, which he claimed that the reading comic books led to juvenile delinquency. And I think we're going to cover a similar topic later. Uh, uh-huh. Number three, My- J. Michael Straczynski. Artist- awesome
1: name. It's an awesome name. It is awesome. I don't awesome. know why it's awesome.
0: <laughs> Artist Shane Davis are returning for the second volume of Superman Earth 1. Yes. It will be the follow-up to the hugely, hugely successful graphic novel that was released um, last year, which I reviewed. Amazing retelling of an old favorite. Newsarama sat down with Davis and asked for any details. Some of the things we can look forward to is this. They're going to focus more on the Daily Planet Clark Kent Mm. um, and a newly designed classic Batman villain. So we will definitely be watching for
1: that. The Joker.
0: (laughs) Batman villain. Uh, Number two. Monday, Wizard and their sister publication Toy Fair are ceasing production of their magazine effective immediately. Mm. A new Wizard World digital magazine is scheduled for launch in February. God, I used to remember getting that book back
1: Wizard was year.
0: bad, dude. Yeah. Used to get all the comic book news and then in the back you could see that listing of how much each comic yeah, had man. For. That
1: that was the magazine if you were into comic I mean there was no other magazine.
0: And then Toy Fair too. Toy Fair was a Toy Fair
1: was sick. I wasn't that big into toys when I was a kid. Yeah. So Well, I was into toys, but I mean like not collecting <laughs> toys. Um yeah. I mean, you know what though? A lot of magazines are doing this digital thing, and honestly, with all these tablets, I mean, we were just doing, talking about that Dell Streak. Um, just got a little update and looking sexy. I mean it's just moving that way. It's whatever, dude. I'm I'm, I'm getting used to it now cuz I'm like, "Oh cool, I don't have to have all this space for shit." Yeah. It's and, like fire hazards all in my closet.
0: I know. And and you know, it yeah, it is the way to go, but at the same time it's kind of sad cuz you know, you grew up yeah. with that magazine always being out there and looking, "Oh, I should pick one up." And you know, for me, I was always the guy that always picked it up when I saw it because I would always forget about it. And then when I go to the comic book store, you know, I look and I go, oh yeah, wizard, I'll go
1: grab one. I think, I think that was the problem though, because I think yeah. everybody bought wizard like that. <laughs> yeah. <So> like, <laughs> oh, I got, I got an extra six bucks. Oh, I guess I'll get a wizard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the number one, uh, um, slot this week. Well, this week not only reminded us that the old Marvel franchise comic book series, The Fantastic Four, is one issue away from their finale, but they decided, they definitely brought attention to their, and with a, with the death of one of their main characters. Spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear the rest of this, go ahead and skip past. For those of you that don't give a shit, yes. FF fans. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Johnny Storm, aka the Human Torch, dies. <sighs> it's an honorable and noble death in this issue, but will his death be permanent? Marvel is mum on that fact, and Probably. the death has, uh, never stopped any superheroes before from coming back. Is any
1: death permanent in combat?
0: Just ask yeah. Superman and Captain America. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know. They've died millions of times.
0: But it is, it is, um but it, a footnote on there is that they will be releasing in March, uh, cause February is the final issue of the Fantastic Four, and I read the, uh, the, this, uh, three, which is what they called it, and, um uh, it was pretty intense, but it, there, there is a little ambiguity in there, so you can kinda like, well, there's still a little room. Uh, it wasn't like a Superman thing, you know? But we'll see how the finale comes out. But uh, in- well, the
1: the the um, main keep in mind. I mean, the Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy. Wow, Fantastic <laughs> Four. Um, it's their main storyline that's getting cut. The one that's been going on since forever ago, fifty years. Yeah, but that one's been running stagnant for a while anyway. I mean, everyone, any Fantastic Four f- newer fans are reading the Ultimates. You know, they're reading stuff like that because it's more interesting. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, the main storyline's gotten dried up for the yeah. last couple of years.
0: And that's one of the big things that I noticed too was the fact that here you're you're having a franchise that's 50 years old, it needs a makeover. But yeah. the new the new comic book that's supposed to run in place called FF is actually they're staying pretty mum about it. However, to Marvel is saying that the Fantastic 4 is dead. So you know, everybody's kind of, the internet's running rampant as to, uh, you know, what's it going to be, what's it going to be about? So, we'll... It'll probably
1: be about the death of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, probably. Just a, you know...
0: Yeah. Just a theory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, now uh, I think it's time to move into the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. The heavy hitters of the week. Uh, this is our... You know the main topics that we have. The where we where we dispense <laughs> our plentitude of information, knowledge, and just pure badassery.
1: <laughs> wow,
0: I made that up on the spot too. Though. In
1: layman's terms, we're gonna kick some book learnings. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. not
0: gonna be myopic here.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, oh, that's myopic. Awesome. <laughs> I love
0: it. Oh, uh, me too. Well, last Monday, a new virtual search came out of private testing and is now available for the public to use. It's called Quickie. Yes, Quickie. Not
1: like Quickie Mart. <laughs> or like... not like what you do in an afternoon lunch break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Q-W-I-K-I. Never heard of it? Not surprised. This is the brainchild of Doug Imbrus and web pioneer Dr. Luis Moner, who cr- Founded the early search platform, yes, here's reaching back, Alta Vista. Oh, my God. (laughs) Exactly. I feel old. (laughs) Some have touted this as Wiki meets Google meets social media. What is Quickie? Well, it's a little hard to explain, but we'll do the best um, and try. It's a research tool, basically. It's much like Wikipedia with a visual aspect. You type in anything you're looking for and it'll give you images associated with the topic and a computer generated voice to narrate the Wikipedia definition of the topic. This has some, uh, heavy hitters funding this project. Quickie is partially funded by Eduardo Serin, uh, the co-founder of Facebook. Uh, Severin is one of several venture capitalists including Jawerd, uh, Carmen, Carim. He's the co-founder of YouTube and, uh, Padeep Sin, uh Sidhu, the co founder of Juniper Networks, who recently pumped eight million into Quickie. Uh, uh that sounded kinda dirty too. It, it did kinda yeah, the <laughs> of words really they kinda sounded a little weird. Uh while it's nifty and cool, the big question mark remains will it be will it find a place in our social society as Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter? Sapien and I went ahead and tested this for a little bit and um, for me, some of the good aspects, one was the video content. I think the video t- content itself is good. Um, everyone believes video is the way of the future, and to be honest, visual stimulation is always a better teaching aid than words in a book or on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is just temp- going to be the kind of the way everything's going to start going, because you know, to be honest, when you're watching a movie about history, it's always more it's always more entertaining than. You know, sitting there reading a book. Okay. Well, I mean,
1: that's because not everybody is a reader. You know, what I, mean? I mean, everyone knows how to read, but not everybody is, is, uh, they enjoy reading a book or something like that. You know, like I personally will read a history textbook for fun.
0: Yeah, but he can't or read email properly. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's because I was busy playing Minecraft, baby. Anyway, um, uh, go ahead. What, I, I think, what else are you talking about on this?
0: Uh, social applications. I thought that there was a uh, the standard social layers, you know, for Facebook and Twitter are included, so you can share your favorite quickie. And
1: I, uh, I really dug it, man. Like the the speech thing is just epic. Like when I first looked looked up something, I I didn't have speakers turned up. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I'm just kind of reading along because what it's saying, is you can read it. Right, I turned the speakers on. Heard <laughs> the talk, and I start freaking out. I'm like, "What the hell?"
0: I know it, <laughs> it kind of freaked me out a little bit too, because I thought I was like, so, "I'm like, does somebody knows, saying,
1: like, basically does, somebody site... give an episode of Star Trek on?" Yeah, <laughs> this site to me is almost like a a PowerPoint presentation generator. Like you look <laughs> you look something up, and while it's reading the pic the images and the movie clips are coinciding with what the chick is saying, because it's like a robot voice, but it's a chick. Right. Um, A feminine sounding robot voice. How about that? Uh, it coincides with what she's saying. So it's really like, you get into it. Like, okay, the, the site's still an alpha. So it's kind of glitchy sometimes. Like, it it crashed on me twice. Yeah. So whatever. But it's an alpha, you know.
0: I thought the, uh, the computer voice portion. I hate computer generated voices. Especially when you're, when they try complicated names. And they're, they're, they're names that are so complicated, humans have trouble pronouncing them. Yeah. So it's always a little, it's always a little Eric to me when I hear that, but no, I do get what you're saying. It does overall, it does give a very kind of trippy, um, uh, it's, it, at first it's trippy, but then you start going, Oh, this is kind of cool.
1: And actually the, the voice w- wasn't that bad. No, it's, it's just the only reason you can really tell it's a robot voice because it has one tone, right? <laughs> it has no emotion at all. It almost um, sounds
0: like you're talking to Stephen Hawking's.
1: <laughs> yes, it does actually. <laughs> But it's a little better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really think... In
0: fact, Quickie Search Stephen Hawking. There, yeah, <laughs> there you go.
1: Um, I think this is a great, uh, great new way to experience information. Um, like, like Nomad also says, see, Nomad basically repeated all my notes, so I have nothing new to say. <laughs> um, easier to, it's easier to retain information when it's spoken to you and this presentation is going along with it. Um, this is something you would see out of a Sci-Fi Flick. Like seriously, yeah. I can't remember the sci-fi flick, but I know I've seen this before. Oh, yeah. Oh, Fifth Element, dude. Oh, when she right, looked yeah. up war on the ship. Oh, right, right, Same right. Damn thing. There you go. There's your Q, your Q Wiki reference. Fifth <laughs> Element. If you haven't seen Fifth Element, you fail. Please turn off the podcast. Right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. I like um, to have,
0: I like to have an embedding program or the embedding option where you can embed it on your, you can embed a quickie on your website or your blog. Yeah. You know, because. Oh, this is serious. This.
1: This is the shit. Like this is something that you want, you need to check out. I mean, this is the future of the internet. Not only that's the future of the way information is presented to us. I mean, and it even has it knows it's an alpha, so it has links to other places. It's kind of weird that it gets its information from Wikipedia. Yeah. So for me, and I'm I'm sure Nomad as well, that's why I think that this is good for an overall perspective on a subject or topic, not. You're not doing research for a college paper using QWIKI. Yeah, it's something like, "Oh, who's that chick?" Let's pretend you don't know who Megan Fox is. Let's pretend there's someone on the planet who doesn't know who Megan Fox is. Okay? Maybe somebody
0: in Ukraine who doesn't know who uh, Captain America, is.
1: South <laughs> Korea, or Russia, <laughs> right, right? Who Megan Fox is because their life is empty. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> um, and they go, "Huh, someone while I was out." hating Captain America, said Megan (laughs) Fox, and I don't know who that is. Let me look it up. Dugga, Dugga, Dugga. And then it gives it to, I don't know if it's in Russian. They
0: actually actually do Dugga, Dugga, Dugga.
1: Dugga, Dugga, duga, because that's what they do in countries that hate Captain America. They go Dugga, Dugga, Dugga. Anyway.
0: One thing that I, I do like because, you know, when we were talking about the, the wiki reference is the reason they, they call it a cross between Wikipedia is because it also has use, user interaction. Like users can improve quick by suggesting images and videos they believe should be included or by providing feedback, um, regarding the, um, audio quality.
1: It's just like Wikipedia, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, agree with, uh, with Sapien, the, the Wikipedia reliance. They said more sources will be added. Which is good because I'm still far from uh saying Wikipedia is the
1: stamp of um encyclopedia information but, you know, and and let let's put that in the forefront if you use Wikipedia for the definitive <laughs> source of all your knowledge, please stop it yeah. just stop it, okay <laughs> there's reasons why even in high school, they won't let you use that as a reference, yeah, because it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's great again for an overall perspective of a topic or a subject. But it's, it's you, not
0: user reliant. It's user reliant. But I think the biggest um, drawback could be people just simply using it. Does it have enough appeal for people to continue using it time after time after the initial "oh, that's cool" wears off? Will Wiki, uh, will Quickie be part of the part of our lexicon? You know, like the phrase "Google it." You know, will it, yeah. will it be part of that?
1: But I think it's going to be cool. But I think just more for when someone wants something as a passing glance. And even like you said, um, once the novelty wears off, will people continue using it?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like Sapien said, go ahead, check it out. It's still in alpha phase, so it's far from done. But I rem- I recommend checking it out. Uh, human is actually, the one Sapien told me yeah, to check out. Awesome. You type in human and, and it's a good search on it. But let us know what you think about it. Um, We'll post post a status update on Facebook. And tell us what you think. Do you think it's cool or it's not? Or do you think you would use it more than once? Just let us know what your thoughts on it. Give it a check and and, uh, we'd like to hear your feedback.
1: That's right. So uh, cigarette-like warning labels on video games. Would you like to see when you buy a video game, it has a warning on it? akin to the cigarette warning labels that the Surgeon General puts on. Would you like that, Nomad? Would would that make you feel safe?
0: Um, No, it would make me want to buy it more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Congressman Joe Baca, a representative of California, wants all video games rated teen or above to have a warning label akin to cigarette warning labels listed on the box. (sighs) Excuse me. Baca points to scientific studies from the (laughs) Pediatrics Journal. University of Indiana, University of Missouri, and Michigan State University, which indicates a neurological link between playing violent video games and aggressive behavior in children and teenagers. We've all heard that before. Yeah. Uh, although, there have been, although there have been countless studies that suggest this to be the case, there have also been an equal amount of studies saying the exact opposite. Uh, gamesutra.com Notes a recent review by the Australian government, which gives... And the Australian government is real strict about these video games. Yeah. As if you have ever paid attention to it. Which gives the Federal Minister of Home Affairs, Brendan O'Connor's view. Yeah. Evidence about the effect of violent computer games on the aggression displayed by those who play them is inconclusive. There you go. Frank Wolf, a co-sponsor of the bill, says... Just as we warn smokers of the health consequences of tobacco, we should warn parents and children about the growing scientific evidence demonstrating a relationship between violent video games and violent behavior. As a parent and grandparent, I think it is important people know everything they can about the extremely violent nature of some of these games. Baca also said, We must hold the video game industry accountable and do everything in our power to ensure parents are aware of the detrimental effects that violent video games can have. Before making decisions on which games are appropriate for their children to play, I am proud to introduce the Video Game Health Labeling Act and am hopeful this legislation can work to stop the growing influence of video or of violent media on America's children and youth. (laughs) These people really like to hear themselves speak. (laughs) Um, So basically, that's it. I mean, that's the the (laughs) article. This
0: is completely ridiculous, dude. There has never been proof that violent video games can produce violent responses. Uh, last year, remember, we reported about the game that went to the or uh, the the gaming that went up to the Supreme Court about California's law that would do primarily the same thing, citing studies from ten years ago as the root cause of cause of violence.
1: Yeah. Listen, <laughs> the the main point, even if let's say just for the sake of argument, that if you play Modern Warfare Black Ops. Six hours a day, it will make you have violent tendencies. Let's, let's say, for instance, okay, the main <laughs> – these stupid labels okay, are basically – if we have labels like this, we are saying that the American public is fucking stupid. It's the same reason we need to have a label on the damn blow dryer saying not to use it in the shower because <laughs> people are stupid.
0: Because there's that litmus, te- litmus test. You know, just <laughs> how
1: stupid. How stupid are you? Cause you know?
0: anytime you look at a warning label on any device, device or even product. That means th- somebody <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that means somebody that did before it before and made them put that label
1: on. Don't stand on the top of the ladder. That's because somebody did that and thought <laughs> it was okay. Listen, the, the, the whole <laughs> bit with these, these warning labels, you want to know why the problem with these, these adult video games is that parents don't give a fuck. They parents don't care. They They're don't too look busy in exactly. their
0: own lives to the video rip.
1: games are labeled. We all, yeah. we know that right. Teen yeah. mature. I mean, come on. I mean,
0: what, yeah. What else do you
1: want? I mean. Also there's been countless. Like I know one game that gets a lot of flack is the modern warfare games. Mm. Warfare is in the title. Yeah. Might not be for a kid, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's another thing too. Joe, um, Joe Baca introduced the same bill back in 09 and it never got out of committee. He even tried to, he's tried to pass video game bills in the past, and none of them ever, um, got anywhere. Um, on the bill itself, he wanted to have, he wanted to require the Federal Trade Commission to report on the Entertainment Software Ratings Board effectiveness. Mm. I mean, this is just, it's really ridiculous, and the only difference between '09 and now is that he has a Virginia Congressman, Frank Wolf, um, this, um, is basically co-sponsored the bill. So this is the only reason why it's getting any press. But personally I think he's gonna probably try to use and I don't want I hate to say this, but I personally think he's gonna try to use the Arizona incident to garner support to prove yeah. that there's a link between them.
1: When Since everyone the, else is using the Arizona incident as a political thing.
0: Yeah, when there isn't any because the um the shooter didn't play any video games. It actually came out in some press that he actually played the old school text based games.
1: No, those will make you violent because those are frustrating.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, you know, and, uh, and just that it's, you know, to compare video game violence to smoking and drinking, forget the fact that there's sol- solid scientific evidence that says that cigarettes cause cancer and drinking will kill your liver. I mean, the only problem is, is only two sides of this argument. You either like video games or you don't like video games. People who don't will always say there's a reason that they should be banned or the cl- po- closest possible thing they can get is regulated and
1: also do we forget the benefits of video games hand-eye coordination abilities like um, deductive reasoning deductive reasoning logic skills yeah i encourage my kids to play video games
0: yeah because it's is um problem solving okay this didn't work wait if i do this and this i could get here
1: and also on a flip note i own modern warfare 2 my children don't play it because I'm their father, and I decided that they can't play it. Yeah. That's it. That's done and done. I, it doesn't even need to say mature on it. I don't care. <laughs> it could have no labels. Someone could have just scribbled Modern Warfare 2 on it. Yeah. And I, I make the choices in my house. That's the problem is parents – there's two reasons. One, either parents give a fuck or they don't. they just don't care. Or two – Parents just wanna be the best friend all the time now yeah and they don't, they don't wanna they don't wanna <laughs> piss off their kid I piss off my kid every day i don't care, and even uh what's that site called uh
0: Kot- um kotaku kotaku whatever it's a it's a video game site in Australia they expect um uh they expect this one to go the same way as the first and they're getting ready for the video game health labeling act of two thousand and thirteen.
1: <laughs> mm. I just think it's and, – and just going back on your point, I mean, millions upon millions of people die from cancer or smoking every day. There's a handful of people that were violent and also played video games, and that margin is getting larger. Is it because video games are getting more violent? No. It's because more and more people are playing video games. Yeah. People – It's there it's, are it's, just some people that are fucked up in the head. Being that the video game industry is the largest entertainment industry in the world at this point – Pretty much everyone from now on who ever kills anyone would have picked up a video game at some point. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It,
0: it's just kind of we're reaching the point of we're reaching here. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no man, no man plays video games all the time. He's a punk bitch. I kick his ass up and down the spot. <laughs> you know, I mean, see, it's just you, you just wish. That you just wish. let an example. example. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, right now, I think it's time for some reviews. So, um, first up, I'm going to review the Royal Shakespeare Company's rendition of Hamlet and, uh, Sapen- not, not as
1: epic. I'm going to review <laughs> Wizard 101. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wizard 101. Woohoo. Get
1: your wands out. <laughs> I already
0: have mine out. What? Ah. <laughs> All right. Hey, everyone. I'm continuing my reviews of BBC programming this week with the Royal Shakespeare production of Hamlet. Now, Hamlet is one of my favorite plays. This has some threads of geekdom. Why? Because Hamlet is played by none other than the 10th Doctor himself, David Tennant, and Hamlet's father's ghost and King Claudius is played by Captain Picard, yes, Patrick Stewart from Star Trek The Next Generation and X-Men fame. It is a modern retelling of the classic play using the play's text. It is amazing with world-class performances. Aside from Tennant and Stewart, Penny Downey is stunning as Gertrude. She plays the loving queen, the worried mother, and you can see the slow insanity that starts to overtake her once she discovers the truth of her first husband's death. Oliver Ford Davies is a true joy to watch on the screen. He plays Polonius but with a slightly different take. Most of you may remember him as one of uh, Padme's council members in the Star Wars prequels. But he plays him not as a completely sinister character, as we've seen in other incarnations, but as trying to get down to the bottom of a mystery. He plays him more as an old man that gets lost in his words, and the surrounding characters remind him to get back to the point. Peter DeJersey has one of the best roles in the film. I have always loved the role of Horatio, and he plays Hamlet's best friend to the hilt. He has the most fun in the role, and a great range. Edward Bennett, who plays Laetes, gives a regal performance. He portrays the regal son in front of his father, Polonius, but acts like a normal brother when he's in the company of Ophelia, and his slow, maddening performance after the death of Ophelia, leading to the infamous sword fight with Hamlet. Now, Mariah Gale, who portrayed Ophelia is a slight drag on the stellar performance of the cast. While I like the role, there are moments when she plays it subtle, which is great, but then other moments where she resorts to standard theatrical performances, which diminishes her as an actress around the other cast members. Uh, Sam Alexander and Tom Davey, who play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, are a sight to see. Sam, who plays Rosencrantz and the second gravedigger, plays the smart of the two, the smarter of the two. He plays the guy with a plan and always has the right thing to say. He is smooth and fun to watch. Tom, playing Guildenstern, has an amazing prowess playing the uncomfortable and not so quick on his feet part of the duo. Now, David Tennant is amazing as Hamlet. He takes the role and makes it his own with the facial reactions and the slight jokes that show his talent. We knew we had talent from the Doctor Who series, but this is an amazing role for him to take post-Who. Uh, Patrick Stewart, of course, is epic. I mean, He plays the regal and calculating king, masquerading as a caring and loving stepfather. However, we see his range when he plays the ghost and in the monologue of Claudius when Hamlet is about to slay him. I think this is a great movie to watch. If you love those, if you love to support your icons in sci-fi television, you need to watch this. Uh, anytime I watch a good Hamlet production, it makes me want to act again. And this is one of those productions. Next week I'll be concluding my BBC reviews with the three-part miniseries Sherlock. And yes, there will continue to be a geek thread in there as well. So, look for that next week. On a side note, now that the nominees for the Oscars were announced this past week, I will be reviewing many of those films on the website. So, starting today, you will see reviews of such films as The Social Network, True Grit, The King's Speech, and such. So, check them out on the website. So, let's go ahead and uh, see how Sapien rated Wizards 101.
1: Welcome to another free-to-play MMO review. Uh, Today, I wanted to review a family-friendly MMO for any parents out there looking for something to play with their kids. Uh, so we chose Wizard 101, um, which is pretty much the most popular um, free-to-play MMO for kids right now. There's a few other ones, but this one is like the only one that's really popular. Uh, it's an interesting game, and it's actually pretty fun even for adults, so let's just get into the review. Character customization is limited. Uh, this game opts for a simple design and just lets you change the hair, hair and color face and skin tone. Uh, there is an option to change the color of your wizard robes, which is pretty cool. You can customize it. Uh, there are seven different schools of magic to pick from, each with different abilities. These schools are fire, ice, storm, myth, life, death, and balance. If you don't want to manually choose your school of magic, there is a short series of questions to answer about your personality. Your answers will determine which school is the best fit. The system's pretty awesome for children or people that don't know which school is the best for them uh... the graphics are cartoony and will run on most computer systems today don't take this as a bad thing though. The graphics are clean and pleasing on the eyes. The sound works well for the game but nothing really stands out. The gameplay is in a class of its own. You battle enemies using a card system. You build your deck of cards with different monsters and abilities. You can then use these cards in battle to defeat your opponent. Fights are turn-based pretty, but move pretty quick. You can also team up with people fighting on the fly and help them out, which is pretty interesting. This game is really one of those easy-to-learn, difficult-to-master games. Uh, it's also a quest-based game, so it's going to keep everybody moving. The in-game store offers a lot of different items, ranging from pets to items that improve your character. I don't really see anything game-breaking, being that this game is more for kids. Uh, one thing to mention in this game is is that it's more of an extended free trial than a true free-to-play, much like Lord of the Rings Online is right now. When you get to a certain level, 10 in the case of this game, you will run out of things to do. You'll either need to pay a monthly charge of 9.95 or buy zones individually. The pricing is about five dollars cheaper than most of most today. Little pros and cons. Pros: perfect for the whole family. I mean, it has a uh, it has built-in language filter, so if a child is is of a, below a certain age, they won't be able to use just typing in text. They'll have to choose predetermined things uh the card system is fun and offers a lot of depth and there's lots of things to do there's mini games there's all types of stuff uh the cons though have to pay after level 10 um combat system may be too slow for some uh game is really more fun for kids i thought it was fun but honestly i wasn't playing with my kids and um i wouldn't stick with it just by myself i would have to be have a reason to play it I think this game is perfect for families. It's a simple game to learn and play, but also offers a bit of depth for adults in the card system. I would say this is a great introduction to MMOs for people that have never played one before. With plenty of things to do, like mini-games and, and the newly added farming system, this is a great game that you should try out. Also free, quick download, too. Uh, so that would be wizard101.com to check that one out. Uh, That's it.
0: So now I think it's time for some douchebaggery. So first up, my number three douchebag of the week is, uh, bitches be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's just, that's just a fact of life.
0: Yeah. This comes from, uh, WPIX.com, uh, why am I talking like this? I have no idea.
1: I don't know why you're talking like that.
0: <laughs> Valley Stream, New York. A Valley Stream woman is under arrest Tuesday after escalating an argument with a friend by running over her twice with her car, Nassau County Police said. <laughs> Me- <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Spanopoulos, 20, uh, was sitting in her car with her 21-year-old friend in the passenger seat when the two began to argue Monday. The argument turned into a physical fight. And her friend, who was, who was still unidentified, got out of the car. Spaninopolis wasn't done. Oh, no. Oh, no. However, uh, um, and the brawl continued outside of the car, according to police. When her friend refused to get back into the car, a furious Spaninopolis got back into her vehicle and accelerated, slamming into the victim and knocking her onto the <laughs> ground. Spaninopolis then turned it in reverse and backed over her friend before fleeing the scene. Her victim was
1: able this is to kind fl- of uh, excessive just saying
0: just yeah I know it's almost like I thought um GTA when I was when I heard this.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh her victim was able to flag down a passing motorist who at her request drove her home after telling her father what happened. He took her to the area hospital and she was treated for a broken pelvis, broken leg and numerous um abrasions. Uh Spenopolis is charged with assault in the first degree and will be arraigned Tuesday in uh First district court of hempstead long island Wow. so yeah that's that's just you know,
1: sometimes we could just get a douchebag that's just the definition of the word you know
0: <laughs> well my number two was actually my number one but then this morning that changed and that's one of the cool things about a podcast is that you can change it up on the fly
1: yeah it's and beautiful it is
0: beautiful because you're not stuck to a rigid a rigid uh <laughs> you're rigid uh, that's what threw me off my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> to a, a rigid form. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so this morning, you know, while I was waiting for a and I just happened to check my Twitter and I'm like, holy shit, somebody took my number one spot. So my number one, my number two, sorry, douchebag, could have easily been my epic person of the week. Instead, they decided to fail at life. <laughs> On who, Tuesday,
1: t- who decides? Who decides to fail in life? <laughs> you know, like i to make a solid decision and pledge to myself to fail at everything I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on Tuesday, Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook fan page was hacked, which could have been the cool, which would have been cool, right? I mean, you know, the guy that keeps getting hammered about privacy issues on his site gets hacked himself. Brings a smile to your face, doesn't it? Just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Now. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Arr, arr.
1: <laughs> Stupid.
0: Now, now, what does the most awesome person in the Western world do? They leave this message on Mark's status update. Let the hacking begin. If Facebook needs money, instead of going to banks, why doesn't Facebook let its users invest in Facebook in a social way? Why not transform Facebook into a social business the way Nobel Prize – by the way, they misspelled prize uh, winner Muhammad Yunus described. They give a link. What do you think? Hacker Club 2011.
1: Hacker Club.
0: Yeah. Hacker Cup. Sorry, Hacker Cup 2011. Oh, okay. Yeah. So,
1: they, what are we, an after school thing? Or?
0: <laughs> so, someone hacks one of the most prolific people of the last two years. I say two years because they have a short attention spans until the next big thing comes out. Right. Um, and leave an ideological message on Facebook, which would disappear after the, um, next day's news cycle. Something, <laughs> something cooler would have been like, sucks when someone breaks it, um, gets your information, doesn't it? Or something cooler would have been like, sucks when, uh, Another something I am an alien from another world and using Facebook to control to bring you under my control and I will rule as its wor- as its king and queen. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> but I think here someone tried to make a political point and was lost on a public where no one cares. Uh which is a sad commentary on society, but you know
1: most that's are. Far,
0: that, that's, that, <laughs> but I think that's for another list. But, right. um, yeah, I, I, this person could have been cool. People would have been like, Oh, yeah, you know, and then it just failed with such a, I, I hate to use the term, but a gay message. It really was, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but anyway, my, uh, number one douchebag of the week Douche. is crazy just isn't the right word. Uh, a woman has filed a one trillion dollar lawsuit against Diddy. <laughs> just, just Real... the amount of money is funny. <laughs> you don't even need to tell them what it is. Real name is obviously Sean Combs. Puff daddy. A- a- allegedly, alleging that he caused 9-11, put her kids in the hospital, and stole a poker chip worth one zillion dollars. Makes complete sense to me. Absolutely. Valerie Joyce Wilson Turks – wow (laughs) – is seeking a restraining order against the mogul, which the judge denied and has set a hearing for January 31st. Turks believes Diddy, his ex-girlfriend Kim Porter, the mother of his twins, and the LAPD brutality victim Rodney King were behind the collapse of the World Trade Center towers, (laughs) according to court papers obtained by RadarOnline.com. Does she even give a reason – Uh, Oh, it gets better, dude. It gets better. Uh, Diddy went through Kim Porter and Rodney King and knocked down the World Trade Center. And then they all came and knocked my children down, set me up um, to be on disability and disable my baby. He put my baby in a wheelchair, Turk writes in her papers. Turk claims that she once dated Diddy and they had a son together, Cornelius Wilson, 23. Um, isn't like P. Diddy like in his thirties, maybe early forties? Yeah.
1: He's (laughs) not that old. (laughs)
0: Uh, she also says, plus I want a lot of money at a casino in Mississippi and Sean P. Diddy Combs has my chip for my to my money. I heard he gave it to Gwen Allen to put, um, to hold, but she cannot cash it in. I want my chip, please. Help me. It's well worth over one zillion dollars. And my casino
1: was she at
0: (laughs) (laughs) and my hospital keys. They put me and my baby in the hospital and broke my baby's two legs and sexually assaulted my children and crushed us. She's asking for nine hundred billion dollars in child support and one hundred billion dollars for loss of income. (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't. How does this – I don't case, even know what to fucking say. How do you not dismiss this case? Okay, well – and this is what ta- ties up our jury – our um judicial service yeah. is it's bullshit like this. I mean, come on. You're a judge, and you're looking and going, okay, so she wants $900 billion in child support? Okay, I want to hear the case. Maybe the judge is just bored.
1: Is yeah. What I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe nothing's going on. Yeah. He's like, "That yeah, fine, we'll listen. Why not? He's, he's telling it's,
0: the, he's telling the bailiff not. right now. He's telling the bailiff right now. Dude, set up the video camera because this shit's going on YouTube, man.
1: Don't, don't, <laughs> don't judges have the power to be like, this is stupid and yeah. just throw it out?
0: Yeah. They have the ability to throw it out in case there's not enough evidence to support this. How like are you going to support $900 billion <laughs> in child support? How are you going to support that? How are you going to support one billion dollars in loss of income? Or How a trillion much did you...
1: dollar chip? <laughs> yeah, a zillion dollar. No, it's a zillion, zillion. dollars. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 wow. It's fucking ridiculous, dude. I know, dude. Uh... Seriously, the person who was interviewing you probably just had his mouth open the whole time, like, oh my god, It's <laughs> insane.
0: Oh man. That's funny. All right. Well, what do you got? What are you your what... douchebaggeries?
1: so funny i'm sorry i'm still laughing over that
0: i know that one i think that one's gonna come up in the the end of the year one
1: yeah that oh yes (laughs) possibly not this one but it's still funny what tries to smuggle 44 iphones in her stockings (laughs) a woman traveling through israel's are you trying to steal stuff in israel that's the holy land like seriously A woman traveling through Israel's Ben Gurion, I think, international airport was caught with 44 iPhone 4 Wow. In her stockings. <laughs> the extra bulk and weight made for a most unnatural gait, <laughs> <laughs> which keen-eyed customs officials zeroed in on. Yeah, because they're not watching for stuff like that at the air, especially yeah. Israel's airport.
0: Oh, I know. Wow.
1: Um <laughs> Israel-based... Haritz.com, dot com if you want to go there. <laughs> Reports that the would-be smartphone smuggler was reportedly dressed in a traditional Georgian Georgian outfit and walk walking with difficulty, which drew the attention of customs officials. When they approached the Israeli woman, she claimed she was not feeling well because she had 44. IPhones in her side. Well,
0: that 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 tends to make things
1: uncomfortable. That we're all vibrating at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if she thought that, if she thought that'd give her an out, she was wrong. I mean, these custom officials, who have seen far weirder things, made her go through a full body scanner, which revealed 44 iPhones. She actually went through the scanner, like really, just say <laughs> 44
0: well, iPhones. Why don't you just wear a sign that says "I'm guilty"? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: With the Jeff Fox were the, here's your sign. Yeah, here's, no, there's, 44... yeah. <laughs> 44 iPhones in her stocking under layers of traditional Georgian dress. The woman, an Israeli in her 60s! In her oh, 60s! Crap. That's somebody's grandmother. Yeah, had returned from London, which begs the question, how did she get through their security? Oh! was caught on Thursday night. oh Israeli with the bird! He just had the <laughs> dudes in the back with yarmulkes on tilt. Oh! <laughs> yarmulkes on tilt, that's offensive. <laughs> was caught on Thursday night and marks the 24th time the airport's full-body scanner has detected significant amounts attempts among passengers to smuggle goods into Israel since the device was installed in October 2010. The facts... Emerged from the international data obtained by Haritz Her- from Ben-Gurion's, wow, customs <laughs> unit headed by Rafi Gabai Ooh, that's, that's kind of a
0: cool name, cool. too. You had well, to go look. and pick the most uh, Hasidic article to read?
1: <laughs> well, screw you, okay? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even know it was in Israel. I, saw the, I I read the topic and was like, "That we're done. I've read it. Woman was released pending a decision to indict her this week, or slap her with a fine, or slap her in the face. <laughs> so that's her dumbass. Wow. Moving on. California girls hospitalized after eating a pot cookie. <laughs> These girls are minors, and the girls are not the douchebags. I want to put, I want to bring that to the attention before I start reading this. Okay? <laughs> Those are minors who ate a pot cookie by mistake. That doesn't make him a douchebag. The person who left the cookie there does. (laughs) Covina, California. Surprised? Police in California say two children were hospitalized after eating a marijuana cookie they found on a kitchen counter. And their mother was arrested on suspicion of child endangerment. Now who's the (laughs) douchebag? Covina Police Lieutenant Tim Dunan. Not a cool name. Says the girls, ages 10 and 11, dude, wow. found the chocolate chip cookie in a baggie when they came home from school on Monday. I think if you're going to put pot and cookies and you have little kids, you might want to hide the fucking cookies, yeah, right? top of the refrigerator, you yeah. know? Do- or in your fucking room? <laughs> <laughs> Dunan. Kind of, the name's kind of growing on me. Dunan. Dunan tells the San Gabriel Valley Tribune that the girls felt ill, complaining of numbness and pale, clammy skin, and were taken to a hospital. Where test showed traces of marijuana. That must have been a lot of fucking weed in those cookies, dude. <laughs> um, cause that's why, that happens when you eat way too much weed. <laughs> so I've heard. Their mother, 33 <laughs> year old Veronica Sylvester, remained in jail Wednesday on a hundred thousand dollar bail. Yeah. Fuck Fucking around, dude. Seriously. Doom Man says she told detectives she got the cookies from a friend for medicinal or for medical purposes. But Dunan says Sylvester had no prescription for the drug. Child endangerment and um, illegal substance. You know what? Douchebag, not for having the cookies. I mean, have fun. But, (laughs) you know, endanger your kids. Because sometimes you get a pot cookie from somebody. Might not be pot in there. If that had been a heavier drug, those kids could be way worse than just in the hospital. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) My number one douchebag. Now, this one seems a little toned down, but what I need you to do is when I'm reading it, I need you to close your eyes. I need you to envision what's going on, and you will laugh your ass off, and you'll know why I put it as number one. Florida man lets son drive because he was too drunk. (laughs) Tampa, Florida. I don't even need to close my eyes, dude. That's just funny. (laughs) Just imagine, like, you have to drive. (laughs) <laughs> a man in Central Florida, it's always Central Florida, a man in Central Florida has been charged with child neglect after authorities say he let his 15-year-old son drive because the man was too drunk. Still, 15 years old, pretty close, right? Right, right. But still. <laughs> Hillsborough <laughs> County deputies stopped 41-year-old Darren Foraker, Foraker's Dodge Caravan, <laughs> on Saturday night. <laughs> I don't know why that's fun. Oh, because it's like a family guy. it's Dodge Caravan on Saturday night. <laughs> Because its brake lights were out. An arrest report says that – oh, Jesus. An arrest report says that's when they discovered the minivan was being driven by four 4 acres son. I, I want to say 4 for some reason. The arrest the – arrest I kind of
0: want to say four-acre.
1: I want to say four-skin. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, the arrest reports say the father told deputies he was too drunk to drive and didn't have money. To stay at a hotel because he spent it all on alcohol.
0: <laughs> of course he did.
1: Why wouldn't he? Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're gonna go, you might as well go all the way, baby. Hey, like there's no half-ass in it. That's right. <laughs> And this is my epic person of the week now. <laughs> he also told deputies he was too drunk to care for the teen. He said, that. <laughs> "You can imagine." See, this is why you got to close your eyes. Because the cops are going, "What about the safety of your son?" I'm too drunk to give a fuck about my son. Wow. <laughs> deputies arrested the man and took him to Hillsborough County Jail. Uh, was on a two thousand dollar bail, which I thought was funny because the last broad got a hundred hundred grand. <laughs> Um but he this kid's fifteen, so <laughs> and the kid's probably just like, This dude's a, my dad's a tool. I'm gonna go live at mommy's house because <laughs> you know he ain't married anymore. Keep it real. Oh yeah, you know and you know she married up. You know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's hilarious, can dude. Can you please can you please <laughs> share with me your epic person in a week? Uh,
0: my epic person, my epic person of the week. He is not someone you would expect to ever be on this list. He is strange. He is unusual. He's ugly as a motherfucker. <laughs> he is one of the founding members of the hip hop group Public Enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, my epic person of the week is Flavor Flav. Of Flav. <laughs>
1: Now, some of you may. As every person of the lifetime.
0: (laughs) Some of you may groan, some of you may shudder, and some of
1: you may cheer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some of you, oh no, no. Let me let me just let me just try to simplify this. You may be saying, "Why, nomad? Why on God's green earth would you put Flavor Flav as your epic person of the week? Like in his heyday, when he was shaking up the establishment in the '80s?
1: Greatest hype man in all of hip hop history. Exactly. Putting it out there.
0: He's When he was shaking up the establishment in the 80s, he's doing the same thing again. This time, it's with chicken. <laughs> yes, he's changing the game, people. On Monday, he opened his first restaurant in Clinton, Iowa. He opened Flavors Fried Chicken, or FFC as Flava, whose real name is uh, William Freighton Jr., likes to call it. He's coming after the colonel. Flava has been in uh, Clinton, Iowa, preparing for the launch. He told the Clinton Herald that he'll, he'll visit often for promotions and even to work the fryer. He says that it's the first chain that stemmed from the 99-cent wings he served at Mama's uh, Mama Simino in Las Vegas. Uh he has a business partner with his brother of the restaurant's owner. And he is my epic person because instead of giving us reality shows that have women competing for his ugly ass... Mm. He's finally given us something everyone wants.
1: You know what though? Fried chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, fried chicken. <laughs> and everyone likes fried chicken. Everybody it ain't even fried a race chicken. thing. Exactly. I I'm white and I love fried chicken.
0: I love fried chicken too. But he see he's he's now going he's giving what people want. People want food. That's right. And, and who who who's going to He listens to the people. Exactly. And who's going to who's going to bypass fried chicken? You know, nobody. Yeah. By Do the way, th- b- th- by th- the way though, he has a culinary degree. Really? Yeah, he actually has. I heard
1: he could cook. I heard that. He
0: also has restaurant experience. But yeah,
1: out of of all the, uh, out of all the reality shows, I kind of dug that flavor (laughs) a lot. It was funny. (laughs) It was funny because those chicks were hood. <laughs> oh, like they didn't get classy bro. Like a lot of in the first couple of shows, they were like, I'm just here to and then all of a sudden, <laughs> oh no, you did, bitch. It's <laughs> just the hood just the hoodest of the hood. Dude. Grabbing weaves and just... And you know what though Flav was the shit in that show. <laughs> like he would just kick he would just kick back. He'd be like, I <laughs> think that you need to really reevaluate I'm like, what the Who the hell is this? <laughs> 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 show was dope. And some of those chicks were hot too. Let's keep it. Let's keep it honest, okay? It. Um, but why in Iowa?
0: I have no idea. Out of yeah. nowhere. I know. Out of nowhere. I was thinking like Iowa, really? You know, but maybe he's gonna start small because that's where you get your loyal, your loyal customers, man. People in think Iowa. like L, L, A, or like you know New York, and it's like no, that's just that's big cities. Maybe he's
1: gonna serve. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe he's gonna serve potatoes, but that's Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, you ain't a hoe. Oh, Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, That's awesome, dude. Uh, It's so cool. By the way, it was a very slow week for Epic, by the way. Yeah, I know. Sapien was
0: struggling until this morning. No, I honestly, and
1: I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I could not find one. I was freaking out. Like, I'm like, fuck, I hate not having my stuff together. And Nomad hooked it up. He's like, hey, I I saw this one. I'm like, oh, that's dope. I couldn't find anything.
0: But what was funny, though, is that he had everything else prepared. Everything else was all done just to early. Let you know. Done early. Yeah, just, to let, just to keep it real, though, you know. Just he I had have a shit together. He had all his other stuff together. I'm getting that email last night going. I still can't find my epic purse. Yeah, you Do see
1: something. Show notes. <laughs> everything's Every slot's filled out. Has all my stuff ready to go. Epic purse—a big gaping hole of nothing.
0: <laughs> you have mine in bold letters right above his flavor, yeah. flavor, and then under I, his I
1: is nothing. Letters, by the way, never were in bold letters before. I couldn't find one. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Here's one, uh, that I think is epic. Would be suicide bomber killed by unexpected SMS from mobile carrier. So the <laughs> mobile carrier is the epic person. <laughs> exactly. An unexpected and unwanted text message from a wireless company prematurely <laughs> exploded a would be suicide bomber's vest bomb <laughs> in Russia, in, in Russia New Year's Eve, inadvertently <laughs> thwarting a planned attack. On revelers in Moscow, according to the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> the would be suicide bomber was planning to detonate a suicide belt bomb near Red Square. That damn Red Square? Yeah. That's like the most populated area. Red Square, a plan that was foiled when her wireless carrier <laughs> sent. Her, an SMS, was a text message for people who don't speak 1997, while <laughs> she was still at a safe house. Not too safe. <laughs> Setting off the bomb and killing her, the message reportedly wished her a Happy New Year. <laughs> from Russia with love, bitch! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> According to the report... Which sourced <laughs> which sourced the information from security forces in Russia. Yeah, because Russia wants to know what that cell phone said. They'll figure it out. <laughs> um, cell phones are often used as makeshift detonators by terrorists and insurgent groups. Basically, if you don't know, I mean, think about um, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Where the Joker used it when he had the thing in the guy's chest. It's the same thing. Yeah. All the phone. It, and when you pick up the phone, it detonates it. Uh, if true, the... SMS might be the only time that a wireless carrier's SMS message has ever been useful. <laughs> Spam, <laughs> save <the world. laughs> Spam save the world. Spam save. you know what? I'm going to put the terrorist um, as an epic person as well. And the reason being is her stupidity saved Red Square. <laughs> yeah. First of all, you're a jackass for like – don't you like that's what happened by the way americans that won't happen here because people get sued carriers get sued for texting people yeah because it wastes their minutes or if they're they don't have unlimited text which i don't know anybody who doesn't have unlimited text but you know what's up dude but that's so fucking awesome
0: (laughs) i know you got a
1: fucking uh cellular phone provider is saving the world Against terrorism in Russia. And then the weirdest is the website this is on, which is Wired, um, they have a picture of a cell phone. It's one of those old-school Nokia phones, and, <laughs> and it, it has a text message, and the text message says, go play. of weird. <laughs> Somebody just throwing a, a pickup real quick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, epic person, just because – you know what? That whole situation is epic. <laughs> That's that one that, that they should do a movie of, like a short film. <laughs> And the whole time, no words, just do, 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 Benny Hill, dude, Oh
0: <laughs> my God, that's awesome. Make sure. <laughs> uh, alright, well, that brings us uh, to the closing of our show. Uh, before we head out we want to remind you all to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and also be sure to check out Nomad's World and Sapiens Log on the website now it's our own personal blogs and uh, a lot of times we'll just talk about random stuff and sometimes you may actually want to hear it
1: sometimes put a picture of Freakazoid high-fiving Jesus <laughs> that epic. was funny that was funny yeah. uh, And
0: every Monday,
1: uh, every Monday I'm going to try to put something funny and every,
0: and every Saturday he's going to put up a video game listing
1: Yeah, yeah that too <laughs> yeah 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 that's it and wednesday i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> yeah much like tuesday and thursday <laughs>
0: so, our uh the music our main theme and uh all our segment music has been brought to us by the very talented kevin mcleod and uh that just about does it for us so uh Please be sure to comment this podcast on iTunes or whatever you use, the good, the bad, the sexy, and the ridiculous. If you have any comments, ideas for future topics, go ahead and hit us up on the website, thelazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks.gmail.com. So until next week, peace out. Uh-huh.